All right, so let's get into it. It says, as the first sign of the zodiac, Aries is quite simply excited to be alive. Ooh, that is beautiful spring energy, right? Um, and I don't even know. It, it is. Right now, it is. What time is it? 5.53 for me right now. And um, I don't know if you can hear the birds, right? But um, it had rained earlier this morning. But once the sun came out and I noticed every spring, they do get a little bit more chirpier and more excited. I don't know if you can hear them. Okay. But just happy, excited to be alive. And I think that that's beautiful energy for anybody with any um, Aries placements or just leveraging that energy. Just being thankful to be alive. Um, let's not take that for granted, right? It says it's curious, adventurous, and independent. It's It spearheads its own path never waiting for guidance, drawing on its own fiery engine as fuel. Ooh, so that this is talking about, you know, I like, I'm, I'm going to probably um, just drill down and read some more without interjecting as much, but I want you to listen to this with the lens of what can I learn from Aries? What can I take away from the things that they do? And so here it's talking about spearheading its own path, never waiting for guidance, drawing on its own fiery engine. This is somebody who's self-driven, who's ambitious. Um, I think that, you know, one of the healthiest steps in the spiritual journey is you get to this point where you realize you can't depend on mom and dad to always be encouraging you. You can't depend on your family to, you know, like extended family, like aunts and uncles to encourage you. You can't depend on, you know, your boss to always be speaking into your air or your supervisors or, you know, is it nice? Yes. Um, can there be inspiration and motivation? Yes. But at the end of the day, it's one of the biggest, um, I think, um, milestones for anyone is the moment that they realize that they are self-driven, that the locus of control lies within yourself. Okay, not outside to another deity, not outside to other people that you are in control of your your um, destiny. Right. It says it is inspired, energetic and physically active. Right. So I love this, too, because with the winter, it's easy to get a little bit hibernate and like a little bit. Um, uh, sedentary, <laughs> a little bit sedentary, um, but perfect time for you to, to start, you know, going for those walks, going swimming, playing tennis, going running, biking, cycling, hiking, right? Um, all of those fun things, bowling, right? It is ruled by Mars. Okay, so that's cool. I'm going to try to remember that. These are leaders and natural initiators, always pushing forward toward uncharted territory. And I love this because it makes sense why a lot of Aries are um, really um, successful and I think wealthy. Because um, as we've been reading from the book, The Science of Getting Rich, 
Dr. Waddles really talks a lot about how it's important for you to create your own lane. You know, you're not here to compete with somebody else's soul fingerprint or their natal chart or who they are. There's only one you. And the, the more you recognize that only you are going to provide a service or a good or to come up with your unique ideas, that's another layer of success, right? That that That's another game-changing moment in anybody's life or on their spiritual journey. And so, you know, if you're an Aries too, um, it's important, I think, that people, they, they tend to identify with it more in their sun sign. But I would also encourage you, if you're a North Node, this is what you're learning to embody. This is what your mission is. You came here to learn to be a leader, to be a natural initiator, to push forward into uncharted territory, right? If you have it in different parts of your houses, in different houses, um, then that means the, in those areas, how can you be a leader? How can you um, be self-driven? Um, how can you be the like a trendsetter, I guess? All right, so let's see what else it says. Um, Aries can, of course. <laughs> All right, so we talked about the high, the high vibrational stuff. Now it's going into like the shadow aspects. Aries can, of course, lack follow through as it as its emphasis is on starting and not necessarily finishing. Now that is interesting. I think it's almost twofold because um, one of the things I was going to say when I was talking about the houses is the houses have different degrees. Um, they go from zero to uh, to thirty degrees, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so. Um, if your house is like, if, if your placement is close to zero, you might find that it's a little bit harder, but as you progress through life, you will get a better embodiment of what that means and you cultivate it. Some people are born where it comes more naturally to them, um, but you kind of, this is going to give you a great opportunity for you to check, you know, whatever you measure and um, when you measure the performance of something, that is where you grow. That is where you can take inventory if you need to catch up or if you're ahead of the game or if you need to fine tune some things. And so I would say it's two, it's twofold because one, instead of being driven, you could just be lazy. Like you're not even trying to start. Right. And then, but another part is starting and not finishing. Okay. Um, it says this pioneering spirit can also be impatient <laughs> and it's eager and ready to begin the moment inspiration strikes. Now, this one is interesting, too, because I've mentioned to you, with those of you who've been with me on this journey, um, I'm interested in the transition between Pisces and Aries and starting the whole year all over again. Right. And um so Pisces is about the culmination of the zodiacs. Um, Pisces, part of the reason that it's a difficult place, placement for them is because they have to master whether they're conscious of it or not. Each of the different signs, what it means to be an Aries and an Aquarius and a Libra and a Leo and a Virgo and a Scorpio and a Sagittarius and a Capricorn and all of those things and a, and a Cancer, right? Learn all of those things in that area. 
um, if it's in their house, their sun, their moon, their Venus, whatever, what have you. And so, but here, one of the transitions with Pisces is, and I'm going to be, uh, you're also going to, I'm going to do another podcast, um, Jupiter, which has to do with expansion, money, wealth, uh, uh, real estate, um, business, um, that is going to be in transitioning into Ari, into Pisces in uh, April 23rd. Very beautiful energy. I'm going to talk about it more about more about that in that podcast. But here we are. It's talking about Pisces is the dreamer. And that's part of the reason that Pisces is so successful also because they can stay in a dream state and dream things that the rest of us can't picture. They can dream opulent and luxury and success and things that the rest of us might struggle with. And they're able to stay in that dream state. And so here is Aries at the, you know, starting all over again. We're just transitioning from Pisces where it can be dreaming, where you're getting all of those downloads, where you're getting that inspiration. And the funny thing is, um, I will kind of mention a little bit here, but Jupiter is in Pisces right now. So you're overlapping this beautiful, I think, dreamy, I like to think of it like uh, spiritual supplements and spiritual multivitamins. And you're being given different opportunities to really take advantage of this energy as fuel for your life. And so now this beautiful overlap um, between Jupiter and, and, and Pisces, just finishing Pisces, and now we're going into um, into um, Aries in Jupiter for the whole, I mean, into um, Pisces in Jupiter, or Jupiter and Pisces for the whole next year, starting off with this Aries energy is like you're going to be balancing inspiration and action, inspiration and action. And so for Aries, it's okay to have those inspirations, right? But how do you, how do you manage it and how do you follow through? And if you're going into business or working for someone else or even in other areas of your life or different parts in, in your house, different, you know, the 12 houses, are you following through with those those commitments and with those areas and with those um, those demands that are in those areas, right? And one thing I want to mention too, as I'm doing these signs moving forward, you are not meant to be crippled by these things or use them to excuse. I think that you um, learn to master them to the best of your ability. Right. Um, so it doesn't mean that just because you're an Aries or have an Aries placement, like especially I would say in your sun or in your um, rising or at the house that has to do with occupation and, and um, money and finances does mean, well, oh, well, I'm just going to surrender to that. It means that now you're kind of aware of where you can have a weak spot and then you you cultivate that and you look out for that and you make sure that it's not a um a, a, a vulnerability all right so it says here um in its excitability and independence and its excitability and independence can create a shadow of selfishness and insensitivity that one is important in terms of relationships, 
right? So <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I already kind of took a little bit of a peek at um, Aries. Just when I say a peek, I mean literally just like maybe 10 minutes or so. But um, it, it does impact um, um, relationships. I can see where, where it, um, the house that it's in. One of the components is relationships, but it's not the one that has to do with marriage, but anyway, whatever. But um, I can see where um, it can be a shadow side. So that means that my next relationship, um, intimate relationship, because I have relationships with my parents. I have relationships with my siblings. I have relationships with my friends. And um, I'm sure I will get into other work relationships or other stuff like that. And it's important for me to pay attention. Am I coming across as so independent and so self-driven that I'm selfish? You know, if I'm, you know, maybe a boss and having employees and all I know is because I'm driven and ambitious and I'm trying to hit my goals and I'm trying to make that 10K a month in profit, I may not be paying attention that my, my employees, you know, have a family at home to take care of or... Um, that, you know, we're working late hours or we've been working consistently and we may need to take a break, a little bit of a break, or that I need to <clears throat> schedule more of, of a shift of a system where there's shifts so that there's a continual pace for profitability, but I'm not burning my employees out. Do you kind of see that's going to be important as we go into the age of, into the age, into um, Aries and, and we start to do the um the wealth and um, money oracles, right? And this is just calling for you to kind of tap in and, and take uh, note. Are you being insensitive? You know, maybe the next time you are around, you know, like your friends and your family and your loved ones, kind of pay attention to what that means. And like I said, it was interesting because I, I, um, I did pay to have my needle chart run. Um, at this point, it was like two years ago, I, and we spent like about six six weeks um, going over each of the different placements. And so I pulled it up, and I was looking at it this morning, and I could see where that's something that I need to pay attention to in that area. Am I being insensitive? Am I being – could I come across as selfish, um, et cetera, et cetera. So it says, Aries – the Aries quest is a solo one with a jump on my bandwagon or jump off mentality. Whoa. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> so Aries, you're more kind of like, are you with me or not? <laughs> but you're also okay with being solo, you know? And I think I'm, I'm excited to do the erotic astrology with that one because it's going to kind of talk a little bit about a little bit more about how you are in your intimate relationships. But like I said, I'm going to probably do a couple more in terms of um, finance and money, but also a little bit more about the personality. And so just think about what that means if you're looking to get into another relationship or how you even, I think the ones that strike home for me are like family, friends, coworkers. I mean, if you have this mentality at work, it can be a pro and it can be a con. And then it comes down to communication style. I'm almost curious too to find out what this means in terms of if if this is if if you have Aries in your Mercury, <laughs> people can probably think that you're a you're a mean person, especially if you haven't 
become conscious or aware of how you're coming across because this is how you're going to be um, communicating to people. And and it's, it's no pretty, it's no good, it's no bueno, right? Um, <clears throat> I see I'm going to probably run out of time here. Let me see. So the, the key words that are associated with Aries are, and, and for my ladies, this is why you're worth the chase, okay? I always want to um, kind of remind you with these, like why you're worth the chase. Um, your strong points are your uh, inspiration, passion, initiation, bravery, independence, and physically active, okay? Um, now, when it talks about your experiences, so this is again tying into like where where is the Aries placement? Is it in your North Node, Rising, Sun, Moon, Venus, Mercury? Um, which house is it in? Which degree? And if you have Aries in any of those placements, it's about moving toward uncharted territory. Um, there are going to be some of my my listeners who don't have Aries in their chart, but how do you use this energy? Right. Because I think sometimes we kind of feel like, well, I'm just a Scorpio sun. So I'm just going to focus on that energy in, in October and I'm just going to focus on leveraging that energy that one time. But how can I with everything that makes up my natal chart with, you know, my rising, where I'm going and how people perceive me and my ascendant, my my the way that I love, the way that I communicate, how can I use this energy right now of Aries to move towards uncharted territory. And it's a beautiful thing because, um, oh yeah, I need to double check my, um, my Mercury. I think it's in Gemini. I'm not going to try to pull it up right now because we're running in. But, and so, um, with my communication, I think it's Mercury. I mean, it's, um, Gemini Sagittarius. I have to double check, but, um, how do I communicate in a way that moves me, that I communicate in a way that is an uncharted territory? As an oracle, I think that, you know, I like to distinguish myself from being a tarot reader. I, um, I've, I've taken some pride in saying, like, I'm an oracle reader. I don't, it's more about timeless messages. Um, it's about analyzing the information in front of me and making sure that it makes sense and that, that um, it moves us forward and it's progressive, right? But what if I take these next 30 days to think about how I can take my communication to uncharted territories? Now, for the, um, for if it's in your Venus, you'll want to check into the erotic astrology because um, you're going to be taking it into uncharted territories in the areas of romance and love and sensuality and pleasing your partner, right? If it's in your, um, I, again, like this, Aries is so fascinating to me because I think even when you think about if it's in your ascendant, ooh, that's a powerhouse because you are being called to be so unique and to go to places where no one else has ever been. And when I talk about how each one of us are Oracle cards, right? You are going to teach us, you're going to represent us when we pull your needle chart, when we pull your card, when we find out who you are, it's like, oh yeah, they did that. They definitely went into uncharted territory. And, and so then we'll look at the other placements in your chart and be like, how they communicated, how they sing, how they cook, how they do their house, how they do their business, right? 
in finance and love and marriage and parenting. Okay, so some of the shadow sides are you're impulsive. And I have impulsivity in several of my other stuff too. Um, can be impatient. So again, you want to keep that in mind, especially I think if you're a parent, how does that come across? Um, impulsive to me, I'm actually not going to take it too bad. I know that that's what makes some stuff exciting for someone as a fixed sign. I like people who, um, who are able to just be like, Hey, let's go here. And it's like, Oh, but it makes it fun. Right. But I think what it, the negative shadow side of the impulsivity is that you're not thinking things through to, to the point where you can follow through. Like this is the person that, that will be like, um, Surprising someone would be like, babe, let's go wherever. And I'm like scrambling to get all my stuff and get dressed up. And we ended up going out and, you know, like, uh, thankful, you know, I mean, this is just something for you to think about, but obviously make sure you have enough gas and you have enough money and cash on you to make sure that you can pick which restaurant you want to go to. And, you know, if you want to go to the beach afterwards or that type of thing, right? So, that's, I think there's there's pro and cons with the impulsivity, but I can see where, especially with Aries, if they're not following through, it can be a problem, right? Or not not planning ahead or, or yeah, planning out the logistics. So the next shadow is impatient. Yeah, there's the next word, no follow through and selfish. So here's the omen. Ooh, this is nice. Are you feeling stagnant in any area of your life or more broadly? Excuse me. I just, oops. Y'all, I really hope you can hear me. I just figured out I did not have my headset on. Oh, my gosh. hat on oh i know what it is i had my headphones in because i just got back from my walk oh my gosh i hope you guys can hear me oh my goodness um i have my nike hat on and my headphones in so if, um, my air set from when i was walking doing my exercise when i was working out and i don't know if the the headset which was by my bed picked up everything that i was saying ah let me read this omen and I'm going to have to do this all over again, y'all. It says, are you feeling stagnant in any area of your life or more broadly a bit immobilized in general? Perhaps you're craving change but don't know where to begin. Or you're daydreaming of something you want but haven't taken the step first step toward it. Whether you've been frozen by a disempowering inner voice, have felt overwhelmed by options, or quite simply you've been scared or even lazy, <laughs> it's time to make a move. Your guides ask you to listen to your gut instinct, make a decision, jump in whole wholeheartedly, and leave your fear behind. Don't worry so much about making mistakes. Life is a creative force and in some ways made in the mistakes. That makes me feel better because, y'all, I think I might have to re-record this whole thing over again. 
Oh my gosh, I really hope that you guys could have heard what heard what I was saying. It says work with this energy until you find your alignment and even then welcome movement. So this is beautiful way to kick off Aries. Um we'll see how I feel a little bit later. I'm going to go run do some stuff right now, but I'm going to do the erotic astrology next and then um I was just I'm looking forward to doing the the entrepreneur oracle with this one too to see how to leverage the energy. Um But yeah, so happy birthday Aries. Um <laughs> I'm going to see if if um you guys can hear me. That's why I'm going to just hop off right now. All right, and, until the next podcast, peace.